This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here, your host, Stinky Pinky. Um, unfortunately, AZ couldn't make it this week. Uh, he's a busy guy, of course, and with uh, Christmas coming up and stuff, unfortunately, we couldn't do it. But uh, you're going to be getting a solo show from me this week, kind of keep it going for the year. Just so everybody knows, we're doing a Saturday episode this week. Um, we are in the second week of the playoffs now. We're going to recap week one and then go into week two. So it's been pretty exciting so far. Um, if you guys are ready, we're just going to get right into it. Going to start the show the same as we always do with talking about the waivers. So waivers this week, um, there's a ton of injuries that kind of happened around the league. So there are some players that everyone was kind of looking at to see if someone's going to be able to fill in. We're not really sure. But we're going to start off with Alex adding Rashad Perryman for six fab. So this one is going to be completely correlated to the Mike Evans hamstring injury. Unfortunately, that hurts my team. but Rashad Perryman came in in this game. He had a pretty good game after Mike Evans went out. He ended up having 70 yards and a touchdown, which is pretty good. Rashad Perryman, he's a guy who has been, I don't know, you can, I, def, I guess you can definitely consider him a bust on, on his career in general because he was the 18th overall pick from Baltimore a few years ago. He'll kind of flash random games every once in a while. I don't think Rashad Perryman's all that talented of a player. That being said, he's going into a high, high volume passing attack, and he's going to be stepping into a position where he can succeed. Rashad Perryman's a guy that I also put in a wave, um, a fab bid on. It was only two fab, unfortunately, that's all I had left. But that's okay. Alex gets him, so congrats to you, Alex, for grabbing him here. He's definitely going to be a risky play because catches could go to other players too. It wasn't just Rashad Perryman that stepped up last game. Um, O.J. Howard did. There's also another receiver, I can't remember his name right now, for Tampa Bay who stepped up. So it's not necessarily going to go right from Mike Evans to Brashad Perriman. He hasn't been able to show that he can do it throughout his career. But I think he's definitely worth a grab. Why not on this offense that clearly puts up a ton of points. Um, next pickup was also Alex. He adds Robbie Gould for two fab. Um, it's a kicker. We're getting late in the season, so I'm not going to give him a hard time about throwing up fab for a kicker at the end of the year. I don't know if Adam would if he was here. That being said, you're getting a kicker on an, an offense that's really starting to click right now. The offense is, is seriously, they're flying. So if he can kind of keep going with that, I think it's a great add. Next, we got me hunting for the missing link, which is um, my new team name. Coming for you, Ben, just so you know. I added uh, DeAndre Washington for two fab. So this was a guy last week when Josh Jacobs went out. Um, it was going to be who's going to get the carries for... Um, the Oakland Raiders, it turned out to be it was DeAndre Washington. He had a bunch of carries. He looked good. He scored, um, involved in the running and the passing game. It wasn't so much Jalen Richard like Gould thought, unfortunately. But we'll see what happens. So I added this one for two fab. This was more of a dart throw if Josh Jacobs was going to miss another week. Um, unfortunately, it looks like Josh Jacobs is going to be back this week now. So he's probably not going to be as involved as I want him to be. Hopefully, we'll see kind of what happens if they're going to limit Josh Jacobs a bit just because of this injury. Maybe more carries go to DeAndre Washington. But if he's been playing with this injury for multiple weeks, I don't see why he's going to be limited now. But we'll see. Two fab. I thought it was worth the risk. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going my way. 
Um, after that, we got Adam adding uh, Boston Scott. So he obviously struggled with Miles Sanders last week. All of a sudden, Boston Scott gets on the field. He starts making a bunch of plays. He's very involved. He looks electric in the rushing game, electric in the passing game. He's going to be tough to play, though, if you're if you're Adam. So I'm just I'm struggling to see. I can't see myself playing Boston Scott over Miles Sanders unless there's something that came out where Miles Sanders was hurt and says he can't play. But it just seems like it was a cramping issue during the game. Boston Scott stepped in. He was great, but I'm still thinking that it's going to be Miles Sanders going forward, and that's who I'd be playing going forward. But I see the ad for sure. Just kind of shore up that backfield for Adam because he's going to need it next week. Um, after that, we got Stu adding Damian Mandola for zero fab. This is going to be correlating with Marvin Jones going on IR. Um, I don't, I don't hate the ad. That being said, I don't, I don't know if it's a great one either though, just because it's going to be David Blau, the third string quarterback, throwing him the ball. It's just not an offense that's very, very powerful in general, and this team just doesn't seem to be going to be putting up a ton of points. So I don't really know if I want that option in the offense, but it's, it's fine. It's a zero fab ad, so so whatever with it, right? After that, we got Brandon, who added the Jacksonville Jags defense for zero fab. So this one here, who they got the last two weeks? They got Oakland and Atlanta. Um, the Jaguars, just in general, they they seem to have given up on the season. The last three weeks, their their defensive point totals have been minus one, six points, minus seven points. So over the last three weeks, they're actually a minus defense so I don't think that's one that I would trust to play the team doesn't really seem to care anymore they don't want to play so I wouldn't feel comfortable putting them in against Oakland or against Atlanta both of those teams can put up points I guess Oakland's not quite as good of an offense but I I still wouldn't feel confident just mostly because Jacksonville seems to have given up on the season Um, the last ad we got is Taylor adding OJ Howard for zero fab and I think this is actually a great ad as I kind of mentioned before we're not really too sure where the Targets are going to go in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans going down. I said before, O.J. Howard had a good good week last week. He stepped up as well. So now the last two weeks for O.J. Howard, he's had 61 yards and then 73 yards. So that's pretty good. He had five targets last week, and I think we all know how talented of a player he is and how good he can really be. So if he's able to kind of step in and take over and get more targets now that they have to take away from their number one target in Mike Evans, then I think he's a good player to play. Um, I would be 100% all over this. I think it was a great ad there. So well done, Taylor, on that one there. All right, guys, so that was waivers. So now let's move on and we'll talk about um, last week's matchups. So we have, we're going to start with my matchup here. We got um, Hunt for the Missing Link. I guess last week I was still, my Nicky's getting chubby and I was playing Danny. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. So this was in the regular playoff side. So starting from my team, I had Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, James Washington, Austin Hooper, Robert Woods, Will Lutz in the Packers defense. Danny had Ryan Fitzpatrick, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, Dallas Goddard, Chris Carson, Kenny Fairburn in the Titans defense. So a big one that everyone's kind of already talked about already, and it's it sucks for Danny. It really, really does, and you're going to get the pull the trigger for this one. Unfortunately, I don't have the sound drop, Danny, but you definitely get the pull the trigger, and that's because you sat Drew Brees. So he's going to play against San Francisco. It was seen to be this tough matchup. They've been a great defense, but Drew Brees goes out there. He puts up 349 pass yards, five passing touchdowns, one rush yard, and a rush touchdown, so six total touchdowns. He put up 50.06 points, a 50-burger, and unfortunately, that's on your bench, Danny. That sucks. Um, 
in your starting lineup instead was Ryan Fitzpatrick, who put up 14.3 points. So I ended up winning this match of 104.8 to 77.3, and that would have been the difference. If you had moved Ryan F- or Drew Brees into your starting lineup, you would have beat me by about 10 points. So that hurts, man, especially because Drew Brees has been your guy. You've been holding on to him all year, um, especially through that injury. I get why you sat him this week, but it really just didn't go your way. The Miami offense just couldn't score a touchdown. They ended up kicking, I think, seven field goals, attempted eight on the day. They just couldn't get in the end zone. A big part of that was Devontae Parker going down, but that killed your team. You didn't have a great week. Um, Another weak performance that you had was Alvin Kamara, which just didn't really make sense. This was a game that was 46 to 48, or sorry, that the uh, Saints lost 46 to 48, and Alvin Kamara only put up 2.3 points. How does the New Orleans offense put up 46 points with only Alvin Kamara getting that many points? It was ridiculous. So I definitely feel for you there. That sucks. Yeah, another a weak performance from Cortland Sutton. Um, it seems like the targets went to uh, Noah Fant this week, all those touchdowns, and, and that hurts when Drew Locke had such a good game. When Cortland Sutton just doesn't perform, it hurts. Um, and yeah, it's just those are the big ones that really got you. You didn't really have any boom performances. You had an, an okay game from Debo Samuel putting up 10.9 points. Chris Carson putting up 9.1 is fine, but really outside of that, everyone put up less than 10 points, and then you were only putting up 77.3 points in the playoffs. That hurts. You had a great team, but I already told you before, you relied on the Patriots' defense all year. When they don't play for you, your ass got burned, and you got knocked out of the playoffs. Nevertheless, you had a great season, Danny. You had some rough luck there, but um, yeah, I feel for you. Um, On my side, I had Carson Wentz put up 23.9 points. If anyone was watching this game, he looked absolutely atrocious through the entire game. That offense could not get the ball moving, receivers dropping the balls. Carson Wentz overthrowing players, and then all of a sudden, just five minutes left in the game, he just turns it on. He throws a touchdown, and over time, he throws another touchdown, so he kind of saved his week there. I had another big week from Robert Woods, who's played a couple great weeks in a row now. His last few weeks, I'm just going to read out for us here, guys. We have um, 9.7 points with 97 receiving yards. It's a pretty good game. After that, he played Arizona, put up 172 receiving yards, and then this last week, 98 receiving yards, a touchdown, and then 29 rushing yards. So he's kind of started to pick it up ever since he had that surprise inactive. Um, This offense is starting to turn it up a little bit they're playing better it seems to be great it's kind of changing who's involved it's been a Tyler Higby show and a Robert Woods and then Todd Gurley everyone else is kind of just sprinkled in there a little bit so it's it's different but it definitely helped my team there a big loss that I took this week was Mike Evans luckily for me he put up 61 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown on the, his only catch of the day he had a big bomb of a catch unfortunately he went down with a hamstring I ended up dropping him I thought he'd be going on IR. Who knows for sure now. He's been ruled out for this week, but the team is not willing to put him on IR. So if he comes back and plays next week, it'll suck that I dropped him. But I think he's going to struggle to come back because it seemed like it was a pretty serious hamstring injury. Um, Outside of that, um, those were my biggest performers for sure. Packers defense played pretty well with 12 points. Uh, Nick Chubb putting up 11.7 points, which is... Fine, unfortunately didn't get in the end zone, but it was enough for me to take the win there and move on to play Ben next round. After that, we have you people versus, I blame this blame this on Antonio Clown. So that was Adam's team name. 
he has a change in the team name here because of this loss, unfortunately. So that was Steve versus Adam. This is one of the sides of the Dilly playoffs. So we had Steve putting up 96.94 points, taking the win over Adam, who only put up 82.74 points. So big performers, especially the biggest one for Steve was Jameis Winston. We were kind of talking about it throughout the day. Steve was getting super frustrated with Jameis Winston early in the day, and that's what he does all the time. We said, just wait, because this is Jameis. What he does, he sucks ass early in the game. Then by the end of the game, he's fucking incredible. He put up 42.74 points. This was after going out of the game with a hand injury, losing Mike Evans, and then all of a sudden he just comes back in and he's on fire. He puts up a huge week for Steve, has four passing touchdowns, 456 passing yards, Three interceptions. He's just, he's all over the place, this guy. He's super volatile, but in the end, in general, he seems to get it done for fantasy. This is a guy Steve had traded away Russell Wilson for, and he's really, really paid off here for Steve. This has been a great trade for him, and this made the difference in this week and saved Steve from the Dilly playoff. So well done there, Steve. You also had a big week coming from AP. This was coming off the injury from Darius Geis. AP puts up 76 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, which is a good week. Um, he ended up having Alshon Jeffrey put up a goose on Monday night, and this is when the tides were hopefully going to turn for Adam and Adam's sake, but he couldn't do it. This is He didn't have his players perform for him. Um, on Adam's side, we had Ryan Tannehill put up 33.54 points. Then I'm going to talk about the next two players. We were Saquon and Miles Sanders. So these were the guy on Monday night for Adam who he really needed to perform to step up, especially when Alshon Jeffrey went down, and it seems like, the New York Giants are scoring on the Eagles defense, who Steve is starting. Things are just kind of starting to twist that maybe Adam can pull this off. Unfortunately, another crappy game from Saquon Barkley, only 6.7 points. Miles Sanders as well, 6.9 points. That's just not going to be enough. These guys not getting in the end zone for Adam. Miles Sanders going out with cramping. Saquon just being overall inefficient this year is, is just rough. So Adam wasn't able to pull it off. He ends up with 82.74 points, and he's going to be moving on into the Dilly playoffs. So he's in trouble now for sure. Okay, guys, the next matchup that I'm going to be highlighting is Free Men Who Shower With Socks versus Pull the Fucking Trigger. That's Frazier versus Nolan. So this is the other side of the Dilly playoffs. So the loser of this matchup would be playing Adam in the Dilly Bowl next week. So we had Frazier putting up 110.3 points over Nolan putting up 74.76 points. So Frazier is now safe. Frazier, congratulations, my friend. You will not be a triple dilly owner. Now, you have to be ecstatic, and I'm just saying, I don't know if you've earned it. No, I'm just kidding. For sure, your team did not deserve to be in the Dilly Bowl this year. I, I appreciate you being super active this year. You're trying to make trades, trying to make things happen, putting in the effort out there, and you saved yourself, so well done there. Uh, some highlights from Frazier's team. He had Defonte Freeman, one of these players that he recently had traded for, put up 15.4 points. He had 84 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and 10 receiving yards. A huge, huge game from A.J. Brown, who just looks absolutely incredible right now. He put up 150 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns for 28.6 points. He, he was incredible, so he was great to see. Another boom player playing for... Frazier was Jared Cook, putting up 64 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. He ends up going out with a concussion early in the game, but that was after already putting up 18.4 points. If you get that from your tight end, you're ecstatic. So those were the huge players for Frazier, and they were enough to put him up to 110 points. These were This was a big week for him, so congrats, Frazier. You are moving on, and you are, you're safe. 
Unfortunately for Nolan, he went the wrong way. He had Kyler Murray only putting up 13.96 points. Kyler's been struggling in recent weeks, and unfortunately that's not really helping Nolan out at all. He had a very strong start to the season. Last two weeks, he's put up 13.32, 13.96 points. So it's tough to see if he can turn it around. I hope he can. I think Kyler's a he's a great athlete, so he has uh, plenty of opportunity, plenty of chances that he can kind of pull it off and turn this around this next week when um, he plays against Seattle for the for the Dilly Bowl. He definitely has a chance, but that was a rough week. He had Ronald Jones only putting up 5.9 points. This is the tough part about that. Tampa Bay rushing offense, unfortunately, that we've kind of already talked about. Peyton Barber didn't do any better. Peyton Barber put up 5.3 points on his defense, but this is just tough for Nolan. He, this team seems to be able to put some rushing power together, but it's a two-headed monster, and that means it splits off for him. Um, he had a lot of rough luck here, as we were talking about, with Darius Geis going down. He ends up getting another sprained MCL, and he's just had rotten luck, that player, because he shows promise but just keeps getting hurt. I hope he's able to turn it around for his career. Nolan ended up picking up and playing Zach Pascal, put up 15.4 points. Great performance there, and he had a good performance from his kicker, putting up 11 points too. But 74.76 points is uh, definitely enough to punch your ticket to the Dilly Bowl. So, Frazier, congrats. Nolan, good luck when you play in two weeks against Adam for the Dilly Bowl. The last matchup we're going to be talking about here from last week was going to be the other side of the regular playoffs matchup, which is Sierra was born a man. That's Andrew versus Bolt Game. Bolt Gang, who's Alex. So Alex ends up winning this matchup 109.98 to 96. So Alex is moving on to the playoffs. Andrew has been knocked out here. Andrew has been salty just in general. A lot of it coming from Russell Wilson's just very, very poor performances since he's traded for him. This is a trade that Steve won, as we talked about. Smashes goal with this trade. So Russell Wilson in the playoffs only puts up 10.6 points. That's not enough. That's not going to be what you need from your quarterback. And he ends up losing this game by 14 points. So if he had a good week by Russell Wilson, he's definitely in the playoffs. But unfortunately, it just didn't come together for him. He had Dalvin Cook put up 13.5 points, which is good. Robbie Anderson, who's really been turning it on lately, ended up putting up 18.1 points for Frazier, or for, sorry, for Gould. He's been looking really good. Just one of those guys who had a super slow start, even though he was promising preseason stuff. And then Gould just kind of held on. And then late season, he really did turn it on. So he turned out to be playing great at the end. Cooper Cup putting up 45 receiving yards and a touchdown for 10.5 points. He wasn't super involved in the game, but he did get in the end zone, which was nice for him. George Kittle, who was an absolute beast in that game, running with three dudes on his back, put up 12.7 points for Gould. But unfortunately, just all this together, and, and basically it was Devontae Parker getting the, the concussion and Russell Wilson's poor performance that really just knocked Gould out. So unfortunately, he's out of the picture. Um, for the other side, for Alex, he had Christian McCaffrey put up 13.5 points, which is... Um, an average performance at at the worst for Christian McCaffrey. He's been fantastic this year. He didn't get in the end zone, but he had 82 receiving yards, 53 rushing yards, which is a fine game for sure. Aaron Jones going beast mode, getting 25.2 points with 134 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and then 58 receiving yards. This is kind of what I've been talking about for a few weeks. He has these running backs that are both involved in the rushing and the passing game. When they get in the end zone, it's super dangerous. That's why Alex's team, he's hes lethal. He's very, very scary when these two guys go off. Keenan Allen getting a bit more involved. Unfortunately, he doesn't get in the end zone. 8.3 points. He had Calvin Ridley go off for 
76 yards in a receiving touchdown, but ends up getting hurt. He's now on injured reserve, so he loses him. But he made it through this matchup, 109.98 points. So congrats to you, Alex. Rough luck, Gould. Alex moves on to the playoffs. So now we're getting into this week's matchups here. We're going into the next round of the playoffs just to give everyone just a bit more of a recap here. So going on in the non-Dilly Bowl side, the real side of the playoffs, playing for the championship, we have Chris versus Ben on one side, and then we have Stu versus Alex on the other side. So that's what's going to be moving on into the finals. We're going to have a week off for the Dilly Bowl playoffs, so this one does not happen. The Dilly Bowl championship is going to be next week. So the other matchup we're talking about is just kind of for nothing in general. It's to play for 7th and 8th place. Nobody really cares about it. That being said, we still will go over it. What I'm going to talk about now quick is just the recap on last week. How Adam and I did in our picks. So Adam picked himself, Nolan, Alex as his lock, and then me. So he got himself and Nolan wrong. He got the Dilly side wrong. And that means he had two right, he got his lock right, and he got me right. I picked Adam, which I also got wrong. I picked Frazier, which I got right. I got Alex right, and I picked myself as my lock. I got that one, so I'm now up one going into this next round of the playoffs. And we have our picks here. I'll kind of let them go through as we're, we're going on to this matchup here. So I'm going to talk about my matchup versus Ben. So hunting for the missing link, which actually is Ben. If nobody knows, he is a hairy motherfucker. And I'm going to be playing Lamari in the committee crew, which is Ben. So as I said before, this is a Saturday episode. That means we've already had the Thursday night matchup. And that really just fucked my face, if I'm going to be honest. So he has the Baltimore players going up against the Jets. I'm hoping before the game, maybe Lamar Jackson's going to be limited just because, you know, he's dealing with this, this thigh issue. The Jets are hot trash. Let's just get RG3 in the game. He's going to be able to beat them. This team's incredible. Without Lamar, just just save him. Unfortunately, that's not what happens. Uh, Lamar goes out there, throws for 212 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, runs for 86 yards. That's 47.8 points. He also has Mark Ingram go for 76 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground, 10 receiving yards, or a touchdown in the air for 22.6 points. So that's all that's been played in the Thursday night game. Unfortunately, that's 69.68 points from two players. He is far, far ahead now. It was already an uphill battle for my team going into this match, but that's rough. I'm just going to quick go over my starting lineup. We have Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Chris Conley, Tyreek Hill, Austin Hooper, DeAndre Washington, Will Lutz in the Packers defense versus Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Zach Ertz, Melvin Gordon, Greg Zerline in the Bucks defense. Um, if you're listening to me going over my roster and thinking, wow, that is trash. How are you still in the playoffs? I've had some shit luck with injuries and then just my players just stopped performing. I agree. My starting lineup is trash. I need I need a lot of luck here to just kind of go through for me. I'm hoping Carson Wentz versus Washington. Even though he has no receivers left, maybe he can put something up. And uh, I guess counting on Nick Chubb versus Arizona to really do some some damage for me. Clearly, I'm in a ton and ton of trouble here. I'm projected to get 95.95 points. It's not a lot. Um, it's it's not going my way, unfortunately. My team's just it's started to fall apart on me, but hopefully I get lucky. Um, so Ben obviously had those those blow-up players already, but who else Who does he have? He has DeAndre Hopkins against Tennessee, who 
It's not a great matchup, but he's new Hopkins. Kenny Galladay versus Tampa Bay is a fantastic matchup, but is David Blau going to be able to get the ball to Kenny Galladay? Who knows? Zach Ertz versus Washington being definitely the number one target in Philly right now against Washington is definitely a plus matchup. I have Carson Wentz throwing to Zach Ertz, who had a great week last week too. It's, it's going to be tough. I'm in a lot of trouble this week. Both Adam and myself are going to be taking Ben. I think it's very clear why. He's way ahead here, and he's he's looking like he's in a good position. So, Ben, congrats on a good start to the week. I hope I can come back and take you down, you hairy fuck. Um, he's going to be my lock, and I don't know if Adam picked a lock here. Let me check. Didn't take a lock. Adam did not take a lock, so he doesn't get one this week. Uh, the next matchup that we're going to talk about Let's do Diarrhea turn the John Brown versus Bolt game. So we're going to do the other semifinal matchup here. So Stu versus Alex. So Stu's already had a few players play. He's up 21.2 points over Alex, who hasn't had anybody play yet. Um, starting for Stu's team, we have Deshaun Watson, Zeke Elliott, Devin Singletary, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, who got 11.2 points. Darius Slayton, Justin Tucker, and then the Ravens defense. So he's had three guys play, as I said, Justin Tucker getting four points, and then the Ravens defense getting six points. If you guys were watching the game before on Thursday night, you saw Mark Andrews wide open and then get thrown over and get overthrown by Lamar Jackson, which would have been a hundred percent a bomb touchdown. That being said, he still had a pretty good game, but that hurts when you just see those extra points just getting thrown away there, because that would have been another probably twelve points on top of of that for Mark Andrews. He would have had a huge game if he didn't get overthrown there. John Watson, um, he ends up saving his week last week. He had a, a rough, rough start. That team was getting fucking smoked by Denver. He ends up putting up 30.8 points, and that's kind of what he can do. Just in general, he's a great player. That being said, they're going into Tennessee. Tennessee is a super hot team right now. These guys are battling for the, the lead of the division. Deshaun Watson, he's just one of those guys who plays his best football when everything's on the line, when the games matter. So I think he's going to step up and he's going to have a, a great game against Tennessee. That being said, it's a tough matchup, so who knows what can happen. He has Zeke Elliott going against the, the Rams, which is actually a tough matchup too. The Rams defense has been super good lately. They're trying really hard. They're trying to make that push for the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys are going the wrong way, but who knows if they'll be able to turn it around. Uh, Singletary versus Pittsburgh. A uh, very, very, very tough matchup. So he has a, a a bunch of really hard plays this week. If he's going to be able to pull it off, we'll see. Darius Slayton versus Miami is definitely a plus matchup. Um, on the other side of the ball, Alex is going to be starting Baker Mayfield versus the Arizona Cardinals. Baker hasn't been overly impressive this year at any point, but Arizona has looked absolutely horrible. So starting a quarterback against them, I think, is a great decision. McCaffrey against Seattle. Uh, another great matchup there. I think he can definitely do some damage. Aaron Jones versus Chicago. It's a tough matchup in general on this team, but it's going to be a cold weather game. That means I think it's going to be a lot of rushing on the ground. So I think Aaron Jones has a chance definitely to, to do some damage. I think he'll have a pretty good game. Sterling Shepard versus Miami. It's going to kind of depend. Is it going to be Sterling Shepard getting the points for the the Giants is going to be Darius Slayton. That's really a big point in this matchup because Miami's pass defense is very, very poor. Um, those are kind of the big ones on each side of the the game. I think just because he, um, Stu's already had three players play, he has 21.2 points and not a big performance from his kicker or his defense, unfortunately, so that's that's rough. 
I'm going to be picking Alex to win here. I think Alex is going to be going on to the finals to play against Ben. I mean, Stu gets knocked out here, in my opinion. Um, Adam is taking Stu to move on here. So he said he'd take whoever I didn't take. I think it's going to be a great matchup, so don't get me wrong. I think either way, anybody can win this matchup, so I see why Adam said that. But I'm thinking that Alex is going to be able to pull this one off, and he's going to move on to the finals there. Okay, next we've got the matchups that don't matter as much. We have Brandon, the hunt is over, versus Steve. You people, this is a matchup that's going to be playing for 7th place. These guys are already safe from the dildo, which is obviously most important, as, as we've talked about. Um, so starting for Brandon's side of the ball, we've got Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Cole Beasley, Odell Beckham, DK Metcalf, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, Zane Gonzalez, and then the Jags defense versus Steve, who has Jameis Winston, Duke Johnson, Kenny and Drake, Alshon Jeffrey still in his starting lineup, who is on IR, Jameson Crowder. He doesn't have another receiver in his starting lineup there. Jason Witten, AP, Harrison Butker, and then the Eagles defense. I'm sure he'll fill out the roster as he needs to before the game, but as we've said, people start to care less at this point when this game really doesn't matter too much. That being said, he had Jameson Crowder go off for 90 receiving yards and two touchdowns for 21 points to start his week off on Thursday night. So that's a great performance by Jameson Crowder. Um, going on the other side, I want to talk about some of the key matchups here. Todd Gurley, who's really been turning it on against Dallas, who I think is still going to be missing Leighton Van Der Esch in the defense. That means I think he has a chance to really get a ton of carries, get some production out, probably he's going to score in this game. I think Todd Gurley will have a good game. Patrick Mahomes versus Denver. It's at home. I get ten, Denver has a good defense, but I think just in general, I think Kansas City is going to perform out here and try and get into one of those top two seeds so that they can get home field throughout the playoffs, get a bye in the first round. I think it's really, really important. So if they can get through that point, I think they're going to keep pushing for it as the Pagers continue to go the wrong way. So I think they're going to put up a big game. Like Joe Mixon versus New England, that's a real tough one for sure. Cole Beasley versus Pittsburgh, it's going to be a tough matchup. But I think the underneath guy is going to be able to get some production out um, in this offense. There's going to be tons of pressure. They have a great secondary. It's going to be hard. Josh Allen's going to get just try and throw the ball quickly to the guy that's open. I think Cole Beasy will have a fine game, but not a great game. DK Metcalf versus Carolina, I think, could have a huge game. This team's going the wrong way. Odell Beckham versus Arizona. Also, same thing. He could have a huge game versus a horrible, horror, horrible Arizona defense. So it's tough to really project with Steve's side of the ball just because he doesn't have a ton of players in there yet. But Jameson Winston playing against uh, Detroit defense, which is, is trash for sure. But he's playing with that hand injury. He's listed as questionable now. I'm sure he'll play. I have no doubts there. AP is the only guy in town against Philly, which is a tough defense, so I don't think it'll be all that great. And then as we've kind of talked about, I don't think... Well, I guess he has Eagles defense versus Washington, which will actually be a pretty good matchup too. And after a great start from um, his his team in general, getting up tw- putting up 21 points from Jameson Crowder, he's definitely in a position that he can come back and perform here. Brandon, he's been up and down as we talked about. He's eight and five with a very very low points for total. That being said, he put up a lot of week points last week on his little seventh place buy round. Adam ended up taking Brandon in this round, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take you, Steve. I think if you, I hope that you put some players into your starting lineup so I don't look like an idiot here and you get smashed. But if he ends up putting up, putting in Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams into his receiver positions, which are on his bench right now, 
I think he's in a position where he can he can pull this one off. So Steve, I'm gonna take you here. I think you're gonna take down the Warlock. And the last matchup that we're gonna talk about here, guys, is gonna be Frazier Freeman who shower with socks versus Taylor. It's over. We're screwed. So as we said, this is on the other side of the matchup. It's just the the pointless seventh place game that no one is too too concerned about. Um, Frazier had Sam Darnold go for 19.82 points on the weekend, or sorry, on Thursday night, and then the Jets' defense put up three points. Frazier, I have no clue what you're thinking playing the Jets' defense. I'm assuming you just didn't care because of this game, but playing Jets' defense, who's not very good, versus Baltimore, who literally puts up so many points on every team, was a horrible decision. You got lucky that they scored a touchdown and then had a positive point total, but that was not a good choice. Uh, Devontae Freeman versus San Francisco is going to be a pretty, pretty tough matchup for sure. San Fran coming off a huge win. Even though they got scored on a lot, their issues seem to be in the secondary, not in the rushing game, not in the pass rush part of the, the front seven issues. So I think Devontae Freeman is going to have a tough matchup. Jamal Williams versus Chicago. As I kind of mentioned, I think it's going to be a rushing game in versus Chicago because it's going to be so cold. So maybe Jamal Williams does something can get in the end zone. He has Jared Cook, who's currently listed as questionable. He got that concussion last week, but he's a full participant in practice, so he'll probably play on Monday night versus Indianapolis, so that definitely helps him out. But he has Benny Snell playing against Buffalo. Probably James Conner coming back at this point, so Benny Snell playing against a tough Buffalo defense I think is not a great play at all. Um, on Taylor's side, he has Aaron Rodgers versus Chicago. I think this is a bad call. I think it's going to be a running game. I don't think... Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to put up much. It's a divisional matchup. Chicago has a very tough secondary. I don't think it's the way to beat them. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up a lot of points. Um, he also has James White playing against Cincinnati, which could be huge for sure. Derrick Henry versus Houston. If Derrick Henry is okay, if he doesn't get hurt, this guy's been on an absolute tear lately, so he'll probably be able to put up something huge. <laughs> Um, if he can play, but it's just a little bit risky in that situation just because of that hamstring injury. He was able to play through it last week, but at the same time, if you're Tennessee, you want to be able to play him in the playoffs. You don't want to lose him, but you also have to win right now, so it's it's very tough. It's kind of going back and forth there. Um, he has Jarvis Landry, who's been awesome lately putting, playing against Arizona. That should be a huge matchup. Tyler Lockett, who's been a bit of a ghost, uh, apparently is now 100% healthy. If he can put up points on someone, it's going to be Carolina's defense, who's really been struggling lately. So he has some a couple really good matchups here, as I kind of just brought up here. Um, the big one that scares me is that Aaron Rodgers versus Chicago's defense. I'd definitely be playing someone else, but if it works out for him, good for you. I'm going to be taking Taylor in this matchup, and so is Adam. Adam also took Taylor. So that's kind of the week now, guys. That's our projections for the week. Uh, again... Thanks for kind of battling through with me, only a, a solo podcast here, but I hope you guys still do enjoy it. We still want to get through and get a, a uh, podcast out every week. promise we're going to do our best next week to get the, the crew back together to do uh, a projection show and get everything ready for the finals next week. It's super exciting, so I hope you guys enjoyed this week. I hope you enjoy uh, the games on Sunday, and uh, we're going to end the, the show with a big old fuck you, Brandon. <laughs>